0: This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the 14th Sunday of the year, the 7th of July. Harold Wilson once famously said that a week is a long time in politics. Well, if that's true, then the last three years must seem like an eternity. It's sad to see our country so divided, and I'm sure that we're all at saturation point with discussions and arguments as to where we're heading. The night before Jesus died he prayed that his followers would be united but unity has a price it often means that we have to sacrifice our aspirations our plans and our very selves because sacrifice involves the cross. St Paul as always packs a lot of meaning into a few short words when he says at the beginning of the second reading I will boast about nothing except the cross of our lord jesus christ now there wouldn't have been anything stranger for a first century person to say or hear than that we hear that line perhaps so much and don't give it even a second thought but put yourself back in the first century don't think of those crosses on the top of cathedrals or those lovely artistic crosses that we have in our churches or on our walls at home The cross in St Paul's time was something unspeakable, the most miserable form of punishment devised by the minds of cruel people. To die on a cross was, for the Jews and Gentiles, entirely shameful. Just about the most shameful thing you could say about a person was that they died on a cross, and certainly it would be the last thing you'd boast about. Apply that to our own time if... Someone told you that a member of your family would die rejected by church and state, condemned to death by the legal establishment, exposed to public ridicule and writhing and agony on an instrument of torture, would you be in the mood to boast? An example of this is seen in the saint whose feast we celebrated on Monday, St. Oliver Plunkett in 1673, The English Parliament forced Charles II to renew the hardline persecution of Catholics. Oliver Plunkett was Bishop of Armagh in Ireland and as such he came under the ban on bishops and priests both here and in Ireland. He worked clandestinely but was inevitably arrested, tried and martyred at Tyburn in 1681, being the last Catholic in these islands to be executed for the faith. And he's remembered especially because of his zeal as a priest and bishop, and for the cordial relations that he established with those who did not share his religious or political views. Normally that kind of death for treason would bring with with it such shame, but not for saints like Oliver Plunkett, because he was able to boast like St Paul in the cross. That's how these saints invite us into the upside-down world of the Christian faith. Christianity turns the values of this world upside-down by reversing expectations. What struck Paul and made him think like this was him seeing that the world and all within it had brought about the death of Christ on the cross. In other words, all those structures of sin Hatred and division that we know exist, contributed to the death of Jesus. But for all of this, and this is the most important point in St Paul, we must never lose sight of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Yes, the world killed him. The forces of hatred, of oppression, killed Jesus. But God raised him up. The risen Jesus appeared to Saul, later Paul, On the road to Damascus and in the light of that experience everything changed so everything that contributed to the death of Jesus is under God's judgment we might say that's the way the world is that's the way things are in the light of the resurrection the world and all that it has to offer is powerless Jesus took all of the negativity of sin upon himself and cancelled it out we say in every mass behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. That's why St John can say that this faith of ours has conquered the world. St Paul sees in the light of the resurrection that the world is under judgment. Only a new creation matters. And the whole of the Christian faith is in that phrase. Jesus is a new creation, a new life form, a new field of force. The risen Jesus is this mystical body in which we are called, in Paul's language, to participate. Often in his letters he compares Christ and the church to a living organism. He invites us to not just listen to Christ or just to follow Christ, but to live in him. He says stop living in the world, because that's under judgment. He tells us not to care about the world and all its structures, its institutions, its parliaments be they in London or Brussels or elsewhere they are under judgment they have been conquered and now he says to us to start living in this new creation which is nothing other than the being in the mystical body of Jesus he says peace and mercy to all who follow this rule who form the Israel of God and the Israel of God is Christ's body, the Church. Peace and mercy will not come to those who live stubbornly in that old world of sin which is under judgment and is passing away. Peace and mercy will come to those who live in the new Israel of God, Christ, the new creation. So there in a few lines of St Paul in his beautiful poetry is the whole drama and the mystery of the Christian faith. May Mary... Mother of the Lord of the new creation, help us to live in this new creation to the end. Let us pray. O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy, for on those you have rescued from slavery to sin you bestow eternal gladness through Christ our Lord. Amen.